Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. Okay, so it's midnight. You've been watching YouTube videos for hours. Your wife's asleep next to you, and you start thinking, you know what? I need to update some of my gear. Well, I have a YouTube channel for you that can fix all of your worries. If you've got a specific thing in mind, I'm pretty sure that this channel has covered it and gives you an honest and open review on the product. Chest Thumper Outdoors. Um, Chest Thumper Outdoors is a YouTube channel that my buddy Trent Crumpler has. He's been doing it for a few years now, and he covers everything. All the new products. That ranges from bows to broadheads to tree stands to camo, anything you can think of. Um, and he actually does broadhead tests that go up against each other to make you, you know, aware of what a certain broadhead's going to do um, compared to another. Look, Trent's a really good guy. He, you know, asked us a while back to get involved with the podcast, and I was all for it. And you know what? This is my way of giving back. So, listen. If you really want to find something where you can learn about all the products in the industry, go check out Chest Thumper Outdoors. And once you see him test these products, you can go to his website, thectoutdoors.com, and go buy that product. He makes it super easy for you. You watch him test it, you like it, you go to the website, and you buy it. Um, Like I said, Trent's an awesome dude. I really hope you guys go and check him out. Uh, Make sure to like and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Leave a comment. um, reach, Reach out to him on social media. He's got uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So, look, I'm going to stop blabbing. Go check out Chest Thumper Outdoors. You will not be disappointed. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 68 of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. And, dude, this one, I am so happy we got to get this get this guest on man um it's gonna be mr dennis lewis from obsession bows and if you're you know i say this in the episode if you're not familiar with that name i feel bad for you man because obsession has made some major changes coming for 2024 they've got four new bows out um that you know i think the industry and the community is going to just absolutely love uh dennis comes on and explains everything about these bows uh gets me really fired up especially since i shoot an obsession um, and I love it. It is the best bow I've ever shot. Um, so I highly recommend if you guys are interested in getting a new bow, go check out Obsession. Um, you don't even have to look at just the new bows, even though I really, really, really recommend you do. Um, you can check out some of their other models like the XR7, the XR6. Um, you can check out the bow that I shoot, which is the HB33. It's got a 348 IBO, um, tons of different, you know, setups you can do. I believe it's all, it ranges from 26 and a half to 30 inch draw. Um, up to 70 pounds. I know that they can make it go up to 80 pounds as well for those, you know, heavy draw shooters. Um, six and a half inch brace height, I believe. And dude, it is just dead in the hand. Beautiful bow. Uh, you can get it in pretty much any color you want. Uh, that's a really unique thing about Obsession is they do multiple, multiple different colors. You can get any different color cams, different color strings, different color riser, um, limbs, all of that stuff, man. So go check out Obsession and see the new lineup for this year go check out some of the older models and see if something piques your interest so before we get started with dennis you know we gotta shout out the partners um up first is gonna be vpa uh man i am 
dude, I'm so thankful VPA works with us. Um, and you know, we are blessed to have a relationship with them. Um, you know, I know that a lot of the 3d stuff's been going on this year so far. Um, you know, they've got field points if you're looking at that, but you know, me being a bow hunter, I'm always looking at broadheads and trying to decide, you know, do I want to change? Do I not want to change? Do I want to go a little heavier? Well, VPA is the best place to go for that because they have over 70 different broadhead, uh, variations, all fixed blades. They sent, they range from a single bevel to double bevel to three blade. They even have some small game stuff and you can get broadheads from hundred grains all the way up to 300 grains. You know, if you listen to that episode with Troy and you want to go like stupid heavy, VPA has got you covered. So if you go to their website and you check out everything on there um, and you see some stuff that you like, use our code at checkout. It is SEBH10 and that'll save you 10% not only on broadheads, but anything else you buy on their website. So go to VPArchery.com and go check them out. Next up is going to be Osseo Gear. Uh, Joe was supposed to come on last week and you know he's he's busy with some shows so we had to reschedule it but joe is coming on we are going to talk about the new stuff from osseo um i'm very excited to you know get into that with him and also talk about some of the new osseo 2.0 stuff that they've got uh joe has had a very successful season and you know they were kind enough to give us a one-time use code it is sebh and that code will save you 15 percent on everything site-wide you only get to use it once um, and then you have to go back to our old code, the uh, SE, yeah, SBH10, and that still saves you 10%. So go to osseogear.com, check out all the stuff they've got. Uh, there's so many different things, it's, it's hard to list it all off. I'm a big fan of the, um, the new belt that they have. It's like a metal-less belt, there's no metal on it, so it's super quiet. And obviously I'm a huge fan of the camo. I mean, the camo is just insane. It's, it's such a cool cool design like i think I, actually there is no i think i know my next bow from obsession is going to be an osseo camo um so go check them out remember to use that code sbh10 and that saves you 10 percent at checkout uh next up is going to be scout tech man my scout tech cameras have been going wild um i've got pictures of trike ryan actually posted these pictures i've got pictures of trike and another big buck uh still sparring still holding one side each uh, Trike's got his right side. This other buck's got his left. So, you know, you put them together, you get one deer. <laughs> uh, but it's really cool to see, you know, like the camera quality is amazing. The um, software is amazing. And, you know, that's really all I can say about Scout Tech right now, other than they are going to be sponsoring the bow shoot. Uh, that bow shoot is going to be on April 27th um, at 9 a.m. at Clybell Archery Range. One thing I wanted to say uh, about this bow shoot is if you can carpool, please please do it parking is going to be very limited and once it's full i don't even know where to, where you guys could park so yeah just try to carpool if you can if you have any questions reach out to me um but as far as scout tech goes man there's some big things happening and i am just so happy that we get to work with them ryan is the man um dude you know i think that's pretty much it we've got everybody covered uh you'll hear some of the ads you know throughout the episode um, so before we get started, I just want to tell y'all, listen, if you don't know Jesus, please, please get a Bible, open your, open your mind and open your hearts to it and get to know him. He has changed my life dramatically. Uh, my whole testimony is, is so long. I'm not going to put it on here, but there's been a lot of things that he has done for me that I didn't even know he was doing for me at the time. And now, you know, after coming to him and, and fully accepting him into my life, my heart, my everything i've given this whole podcast and everything in my life over to him 
and it has been dude i'm telling you the blessings have not stopped um obviously none of us are perfect but listen no christian is perfect so go read your bible get to know him and i promise you your life will change for the better um now that i got that out of the way this episode with dennis is awesome man the audio is a little a little rough um we weren't able to do it on zoom so i had to you know have him call in and use some old recording software that i had that i really need to update but um this episode is still awesome so you know if it gets loud at times i apologize but hey trust me you're gonna want to hear everything dennis says so um yeah let's get started with dennis lewis from obsession bows all right guys we got mr dennis lewis who if you don't know the name man i i am just i'm disappointed in you because he has been in the archery industry for a very long time um a lot of a lot of history with obsession bows and if you're online you know facebook instagram pretty much all social medias you've been seeing a lot of stuff from obsession and we have a lot to talk about for 2024 with obsession so Dennis, man, what has been going on? I know you said that life has been crazy since ATA, but dude, what? Fill us in on how things have been since the last time you came on. Well, we were, you know, as a lot of companies, if you watch different archery companies, they have their highs, they have their lows, they have their beginnings, they have their struggles, and, uh, you know, obsessions had their shares of them. And, you know, and not saying that I don't know of an archery company that's out there that has it had its uh, struggles and so the company you know when we took off we took off very strong and we uh, back back in the day we come out with some bows that were you know fast moved dead in the hand uh, and we went after the the speed with the comfort of shooting where you know some of the companies were slow smooth dead in the hand but didn't have speed and then you had some that were really fast that had no speed, and uh, I mean they had they were speedy, but they weren't dead to hand. They were sheep, so mm-hmm. there was a market there that we took advantage of. And also, when we took advantage of that market, we decided to be real fashionable with the bows back then and offer every camo under the sun. So because people today they'll buy what says mossy oak bottomland camo, they want the mossy oak bottomland camo on their bow as well as their clothes, and you know. It's a different, uh, different crowd of people than what it used to be. It used to, it didn't matter. Everything's mismatched. It wouldn't matter if it was real tree and uh, bow, and no matter what clothes they wore, people didn't really care. But nowadays, they seem to like to be able to get the custom colors. And so uh, now getting the custom colors is, was a big deal for us. And then we hired on back years ago Kevin Struther, um, which is a what I call a wildly talented engineer in the industry. So we teamed up with him back in the end of 2011. And so we came to the market in 2012 and just just absolutely blew it out of the water with the bow company uh, because he was a former owner of Bowtech and founder of Bowtech Archery, as well as I think his wife, I believe, owned a lead archery at one time. Oh, wow. She was involved with Martin Archery. Uh, he was involved with a cam on the uh, one of the fastest bows made that I can't remember the name of that brand in Mirage, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, there was a fast. Uh, 
Kevin's always been a great cam engineer, and uh, he designed fast bows, real fast bows. And uh, he had his own bow company, uh, you know, uh, like I said, Bowtech. And then, you know, he, he licensed his rights out to his brother named Ed Struther Archery Design for them. And he's designed for many companies that's been successful behind the scenes. And so Kevin, uh, we actually bought Struther Archery out. Uh, at one time, me and my wife did Angela, and uh, so if we kept gaining sales, having Kevin on board, and then we eventually sold to an investment group, and we did extremely well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in back in the day, and Kevin was with us for, like I said, 2011 to about 2019, and then you know how private equity goes, things begin to change, mm-hmm. and we, we took a change, and uh, I mean, some of it was good, some of it was not. And, you know, you got to pick and choose your battles in the archery industry. Uh, but, you know, archery as a whole was doing really well up until about 2018. Then it had kind of a lull there, so things did change. And then Kevin, and uh, of course, was no longer with the company after 2019. And so uh, when he left... Uh, Arcus, who bought Obsession in 2015 because we'd won Editor's Choice for two out of three years, so best boat. We were up against Matthews, Bowtech, all the top bows. We won it two out of three years with uh, Outdoor Life and many other companies, you know, uh, magazine companies put us at the top of the list of, okay, you guys definitely make the best bows. You might not do hundreds of millions in sales like you know, some of the bigger brands like Matthews, but you guys make a better boat, and we proved that. We did well with it, so that's our mark in history. We, Obsession has had the top boat uh, for a couple of years there. Uh, two out of three, we won that. But we had always made a great uh, boat. But, you know, so private equity sold us out to a company called Martin Outdoors. A lot of people say, oh, Martin Archery, boss, y'all. That's not, that's not what happened. <laughs> so when Arcus sold us, the guy that bought Martin, who owns a lure duck decoy company, who owns some other products, companies in the hunting industry that he's, uh, you know, a silent partner with. So this gentleman owns other companies. He mm-hmm. owns all of them or part of other companies. So it's, and he's in the medical field that he owns you know, part of some, you know, big hospital groups, and, you know, he's an attorney. So the guy, so Martin Outdoors actually is a a company that owns other companies. Yeah. So it wasn't bought by Martin Archery. So when we were bought out by Martin Outdoors, of course, it made sense for Martin Archery to move to Jeffersonville, Georgia, because we owned a big machine shop. And we made our own stuff. Hmm. So that's how... That a ball. So, that, happened. Yeah, like when that happened, it threw me off, man. Because I I remember hearing that, like, Martin bought Obsession. I was like, well, what? That's not the way that we have Martin Outdoors. Got it. Okay. So, it was just kind of like y'all joined the family with them when that happened. Yeah, dude. I kept hearing like I think it was halfway through last year. Um, I heard a rumor like that, and I was like, 
really? Like, that's... Why? Because, I mean, I always hear good things about Obsession. You know, the guys from uh, Southern Bones Outdoors, Chris and Jimbo, man, they always have something good to say about the bows. And I just, I couldn't believe it when I heard that. And then I see the whole Martin um, Outdoors thing, and I'm thinking Martin Archery, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's, I mean, that's cool. Why not? You know, I'm always for, like, companies going together and doing stuff, but I'm glad that you cleared that up. (laughs) You know what's wrong with Part of the archery industry, there's only a small percentage of it. Yeah. It's the untrue rumors that they'll spread. There's so many. There's it's just so crazy. Many. I call it keyboard cowboys. Mm-hmm. That's exactly you know, what get it out is. there and make up stuff. You know, I've heard things, oh, Dennis, Arkin's going to fire Dennis, you know, right after they, you know, they're going to do away with everybody, you know, else they're, they're gone, you know. just There was just so many different rumors. Yeah. During time, and I stayed with Arcus for roughly about six years, mm-hmm. and until Arcus sold again. But you know, but I stayed there till they sold us to Martin Outdoors. Them, you know, I still am there, and I call a lot of the shots that go on with Obsession now. Not as much at the beginning when they got us, though they had their own engineer. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, I get it. I wanted to, you know, try to use some of his thoughts and stuff which you know my opinion just just my opinion didn't really <laughs> suit well with me or didn't work so i just sat back and watched some of the things that took place and still work for them and then i took back over the engineering side over the last little over a year mm-hmm. and we've come out with some really good boats at the first two years so yeah. you know the bone was one of them and Last year we did XR6 and XR7, so we were headed back in the right direction, uh, you know, pretty quick. And uh, so, but we did lose some dealer confidence along the way, you know, between the transition during Arcus of about 2018, things were changing a little bit. And then Kevin gone in 20, into 2019, and then, you know, Martin Outdoors, uh, you know, bought us. So there was a lot of, I guess, dealer trust where they said okay we're not getting bows on time this is not happening you know and that's that's true not to not to discount anything some of that mm-hmm. so we we had our struggles and but now i'll say this you know when i went to the ata show i actually you know had kevin struther we talked he actually called me and it's funny it's like we, I was little, he said y'all you guys still in business they're gonna be funny yeah <laughs> So we always had a pretty good relationship when he worked with us, uh, with uh, you know, with me and Angela for all those years. And mm-hmm. I said, "Well, yeah, we're still in business. <laughs> <laughs> you got any good bows?" <laughs> I said, "Well, yeah, but we could always have better." What you What you thinking? He said, well, "I'm looking for a home. I'd like to come back and work with you guys." That's awesome. Uh, I set up a meeting with him and the owner. At the ATA, off-site, we met together, and he said, you know, we sat down and talked. We'd, we'd been talking a couple of weeks before the ATA, mm-hmm. but so I talked the owner into, and of course, their director of operations, Joel, I said, we got to hire this guy. We need, need to be great to be back. We need to put the old thing back together, what made Obsession successful. And I said, that's what we need to do. Kevin and I could do some really good stuff and get the brand back hopping like it was. 
And we had so much momentum at the ATA, it was going good anyway. And then bringing Kevin back on just went crazy. Yeah. And so we immediately, and people, this is, and Kevin will tell you, this is the fastest we have ever an obsession, sat down, come up with Kevin, who sat down with Kevin, come up with some new stuff, some innovative stuff. And, you know, of course, I told him, Kevin said, what you want? I said, well, I want to get back to that 360 marker better. And they said, well, I got a flight cam that set a world record last year in 2023 mm. with a broadhead. He with, set a world record with it. With a broadhead? 70 pounds with a broadhead shooting the arrow the furthest. USA competition that they did, and Kevin entered it with this. And he broke the world record, depending world record, with this cam by quite a few feet. And so I said, "Well, that's the cam I want on a boat." Yeah. And he and it was smooth <clears throat> and uh, easy to shoot. And so we took it and a riser, and he, you know, worked on. And then we come up with the in uh, that was the Maglite 360, which is super light. It's made Maglite 360. It's made out of some special material that's. You know, it's uh, it's lightweight. No, it is not anything that Expedition was using. A lot of people say, oh, y'all using Mag Light. <laughs> I mean, Mag Night. No, we're not. They, this is Mag, I called it Mag Light. It's <coughs> totally different. And it's not even the same material at all. And there's many different materials out there that you can get and make, you know, lightweight carbon, carbon, you know, Mag Light. And then you got... And I'm not really sure what Magnite, you know, what Expedition had, but it, we were in no way using the same material what they're using yeah. at all. So we quickly come up with some designs, and then we took uh, one of our machine shop, and then our sister machine shop programmer that works with us is really sharp, <laughs> and, uh, and they worked overtime every day and all through the weekend so we could show those bows at the NWTF, and they... I mean, we, I mean, we literally, they had just come off the machine, got put together, tested, because he had already had some prototypes that he was working, you know, testing. Yeah. You know, with the eight, you know, axle axle on the brace height, the limb angles. So to make the bow, you know, he's whittling around in this room, working on these things. And so then we designed the riser, or Kevin did. Man, got them things together. And then we got that perfect system on there, tuning system, no more shimming. You can move that cam left and right. No, it don't infringe. Botech, anybody else? Kevin has his own patent on that. Uh, patent pending on it. So it's, you know, actually, you know, he had one of the attorneys that knew the other patents very well. So we weren't infringing. So we got a really cool, uh, perfect system for tuning these cams left and right. Not having to use a yoke. Not having to use shims. You can just adjust it. Left and right. No cam way. on the top and cam on the bottom, so which is a big big deal for us. Yeah. Dude, that makes it so much easier. I'm you know, I'm so glad that you brought all this up because everything you touched on is rumors that I've been hearing. And I am I really want to dive into this stuff like deep because when I first saw you know, because I keep up with a lot of stuff in the archery industry, right? Like when new products drop, I wanna know about them as quick as possible. Because uh, it may be something that I want to use, you know. And when I was shopping around for a bow, I was looking at a bunch of different bow companies. And I did look at Expedition, and I saw that Mag 
whatever maglite, magnesium, Magnet, whatever it is. Well, whatever it is, I got. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is that they're doing, and then I hear about this bill you guys are coming out with, and that was the first thing I drew a connection to. I was like, oh, okay, well they're coming out with something that's you know the same material. So I mean, like, when you say it's not the same material, is, is it something? Oh, it is, not. is is it something similar? Or well, like, how do you guys get something that's not aluminum to be strong enough to, you know, hold all that energy? And I guess, well, there's some you know, you know what I'm saying? materials out there that you can use. So, I mean, it's just, you know, with you think about aerospace and what plane wings are made of and different things, there's all kinds true. of lightweight, strong material out there that's not metal. That's true. So, wait, is this not a metal or it is? No, it's not a metal. Oh, that's so cool, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, it's a type of composite material that's with smells like anything else. I mean, it's good stuff. That is awesome. But, you know, and the bows are quick. I mean, 362 for the bow. And I'll tell you what, this is a fact. This bow was put on a drawboard. Mm-hmm. Pound for pound, arrow for arrow. Draw length for draw length through the same chronograph. Forget about what chronographs read because they all read different depending on who's shooting it through there, what chronograph it is, whether it's indoor, outdoor, lighting it's under, how far you stand for. There's a lot of variables where you yeah. shoot it high through it, low through it, through the middle. Whether it's flat or not. Shoot it with a brass dock or D loop. I mean, they all were. So we shot it against the Expedite. Mm hmm. And, you know, they rate that as, I think, probably one of their fastest bows, like 360 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our bow was 14 foot a second faster. We yeah. rated it against, I mean, shot it side by side. We took other bow companies, their claim for fame of their 340s and 350s. Yeah. And we were so much quicker through the same chronograph. I'm talking about exact drawings now, exact poundage. It's... Zach Darrell, not one pulling a half inch longer, one, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of them, you put them on a drawboard, they'll pull a half inch, you know. Long or short. Longer. Yeah. And you're, that's what you're competing against. And you can shoot one at whoever's shop it is down the road and then go to another shop, you wonder, well, why is this boat 12 foot second faster in this shop than it is that shop? Yeah. It has a lot to do. You know, with the setup of the chronograph. There's so many different chronographs on there. So they'll vary three or four percent. You know, a chronograph, some of these chronographs do. Some of them are the same, but some of them vary. Yeah. So we shot them like side by side. And we there, there's wasn't anything out there that couldn't compete with it. That is insane. That is so awesome, dude. I'm so excited to actually see, because like, I watch a lot of review videos on bows, and, you know, I'm, granted, I'm shooting an obsession now, like I told you, the HB33, and it's by far the best bow I've ever shot. I mean, I, I really thought that when I was uh, going to test shoot it, that I wasn't going to be able to pull it back, because last year I was hunting with a bear um, that was maxed at 60 pounds, and I hadn't shot a 70-pound bow in over a year, so when I went to this one, it wasn't even maxed out, but it was at 70 pounds. And, dude, I was... You should have seen my face. I wish you could have been standing next to me when I pulled this thing back because 
the brace height and the poundage, I'm thinking I'm not going to be able to do it. And it was like butter. And so I was able to bump it up all the way up. And I think I'm sitting at like 72 pounds now. And it doesn't, it doesn't even feel like it. You know what I mean? Like it's a, whatever you guys do, whatever magic y'all put into these bows, it's, it's unreal. And that's why, I mean, I had to get you on here and talk about all this new stuff, man, because I'm, well, they ain't I'm sold. Got a low end bow like that, uh, HB 33. Oh yeah. It's a 348 foot a second bow. And it only retails for $599. Yeah. And, riser and that's what blows my mind, dude. Cause like, you know, I'm shooting, I think right now my arrow weight, um, when I went to the shop and got everything set up or whatever, it was like four, dude, 483, and I'm still shooting mid-260s at 27 and a half inches and 72 pounds. Yeah, I That's mean, insane. Can, I'm, and see, there's where, you know, I don't think everybody understands when a bow is rated at 70, 30, and the guy drops down, that's it, 70, 30, 350 grain error. Mm-hmm. So when he drops down three inches, you lose and a lot of speed. He goes up 130 grains. That you know, you got to run through an arrow calculator for the speed calculator to yeah. kind of realize that is it hitting IPO or not. And then you got to take consideration D loops peeps. Yeah, you know everybody has a D loop and they go shoot the IPO speeds with a D loop. But then you add your peeps and you the type D loop it is and. You know, kisser buttons and all that, all that weight on the string, you know, it's 20, 22, 25 grains, mm -hmm. you know, to slow the bow down a little bit. And then then how they're tuned, draw force curve is, like, so important. So, and Kevin was talking today, he says, you know, any bow we build can vary, you know, five, six foot a second, just if the draw force curve is off a little bit. So when you draw a bow back and it picks up, let's say a seventy pound bow and it picks up seventy pound within seven inches of the draw and it holds seventy pound all the way through, you're good. Yeah. But if it peaks and then drops off quick, you're losing a ton of speed. Mm -hmm. Or vice versa. So unless so when people are tuning bows, just because it's full seventy pound, that's great. But where's the draw force curve? Is it holding the weight through the power stroke of the bow is it keeping the steady poundage all the way through during the shot that makes a big difference yeah so a lot of people you know say well my bow's you know it's pulling 70 pounds well yeah peak at 70 and then it drops off at you know 65 or goes up to 72 and back down you know the draw force curves all over the place and that bow you know you let that bow go with that arrow on there well your speed's not gonna shoot right so when somebody gets a bow those IBO speeds, they'll they'll hit them more better. It really depends on how that bow's tuned and set up, and how it's shot. So, can you so, adjust that? Can you adjust the draw force curve? Well, yeah, by your cables. I mean, oh, your okay. and your string in a combination of both. You know, it's twist in, twist out, strings and cables, depending on. It really depends on where it's, you know. At mm -hmm. and if a bow is designed bad and you draw it back and you see the draw force curve drop in the middle and then pick back up, a lot of cam, a lot of time the, the module is not, you know, where a draw force curve there's something not right in the way that bow is designed. Okay. And some of them are just designed poorly. Yeah. They don't hold the peak weight through the draw cycle, and they they drop off 
gradually get a lot of people, oh, that feels good. That thing peaks out and draws, you know, starts dropping off way it will. It drop, you know, you can't let it drop off. You you need to hold your draw force curved as long as you can and then a nice smooth drop off at the end. Yeah. Not a abrupt a one, but a smooth drop off into a solid back wall, not a, you know, where it starts dropping off so quick. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, there goes your speed. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, you know, as to how they're designed and how they're tuned, because it's real easy to get the wrong set of strings on there, even though they're custom strings from somebody. If they're the size of the servant around your cables changes your draw length, changes your poundage a lot of times, mm-hmm. and changes your draw force curve depending on how they're made. So the factory strings like America's Best, some of the best you ever put on a boat, that are made for a manufacturer, they're good, stable strings. And then, you know, I'm not saying there's not, there's a lot, John Moser makes good ones. He makes custom strings. Mm-hmm. He makes some of the best ones out there. John's custom strings. And there's other great string makers out there. But if you get the wrong string on them, the wrong cables, that affects the performance of the boat. It affects how it sounds when it shoots. It definitely affects your draw length, poundage, and draw force curve. You know, we've had people talk the fact, well, my boat, when I got it, it was pulling 71, 72 pounds, and now I put a set of custom strings on it. I'm pulling 10 pounds lower. Either I'm pulling 10 pounds high, and they, you know, got the specs. And But sometimes, even though they got the specs, what they get might not be in spec. That's crazy. There's a lot goes into you know, setting up a boat. Yeah. And a, most of your shops are really pretty good at setting them up, and then occasionally you get one that's no good. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm lucky, man, because my shop's got a guy that worked with you guys and helped pretty much, from what I was told, build and design the boat that I'm shooting. So I'm not really too worried about it. And, I mean, that's the thing, man, with this with this HB33, and I, I know I keep going back to it, but I'm, I was just blown away at how good that bow was. Like, everybody I know that you know, and this is before the new bows dropped, but when I first got that bow, everyone well, I knew... Well, the is under 4 pounds. It's 3... Yeah. Uh, I think 3.8 pounds, somewhere around there, and it's 348 foot a second. It's quick. It's a killer, dude. And uh, it's the perfect hunting boat. Yeah, it, when I first shot it, like when I had it set up and was shooting in my front yard and all that and compared it to my old bear, I couldn't believe it. I've never shot an arrow that fast. <laughs> I was like, dang, yeah. so this is what a good bow is like. Yeah. It's wild. Quick. And, you know, and I don't know how all these uh, boat companies, I know most of the guys that run them, but, you know, I started out, you know, as an archer, you know, shooting competition archery back in the early 80s mm-hmm. and shot and hunted, and I've always hunted with bow only. I got hurt one time and had shot an elk with a gun. But other than that, I've been archery only since 1989. You know, but I started out shoot competition archery in, uh, back in the early 80s, so I've known archery, you know, pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Kevin's been designing bows, I, says, I think, since the early 80s. I'm pretty sure from our conversation the other day, he's been designing bows forever. And he is, he is the by far the best engineer in the industry when it comes to cam design and designing a bow that performs it's smooth and fast. It's just, I don't think, I don't think there's not anybody out here holds a candle to him. Man. That's my opinion. I'm so excited to you see. You know, it. I think even, 
even you know some of the other companies he's been with while he's with them, they won best boat through yeah. some of these uh, magazine companies. And so people know, people say, well, y'all paid for that winnings. Well, no, we didn't. We never advertised with Outdoor Life. What they do, they think there's a facility in Kentucky. They get some engineers and dealers, unbiased opinion. They go shoot these bows, put them through the ringer, test them, and they pick out a winner. Hmm. And we never spent a dollar with Outdoor Life to win those. Yeah, so it's all so fair. It was, you know... Is yeah, what I'm yeah, it's 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 on the up and up. Like it's it's all legit. There is no you know paying somebody a little bit extra in order to make your bow you know be claimed as the best. Like they're just testing it fairly, and whichever bow they feel is the best is what they're going to say is the best. That which is how it should be. That's. I mean, that's I mean, that's the way they did it. Yeah, that's the way it should be. So look, I want to dive into this. Um, <clears throat> Name off all of the new brands, if you don't mind, or not new brands, new models, if you don't mind, for 2024 with Obsession. I know there's the Bone, and then there's, it's the Maglite 360, right? Yes. Okay. Wasn't there another one, I want to say it was like an XR, or an X7 or something, that you guys had over at ATA? The X6 and X7, well, nothing wrong with the bows. We decided, since we were going to have the, uh, we're actually going to have an aluminum version of the but I don't mind telling you it's not even out yet. Mm-hmm. We've got one called the Vengeance. Ooh, I like that. And, uh, yeah, the Vengeance uh, 360 Plus, and then we got the Vengeance NT. So that's the reason we dropped the X6 and X7. I gotcha. So let's let's start with the bone. What is what is like some key features on the bone that maybe someone you know who's going to be in the market you know during this off season for a new bow would maybe make them want to go for it now repeat what you just said so the bone on the bone what what is something on the bone that's going to make a guy see that like see that bow and be like oh i need to i need to test shoot that and well, basically axle, axle, it. Well, you know, it's 30 inches roughly axle to axle uh you get uh, three different cam sources you know you're getting the uh to get the hybrid cam, which is shoot 352 foot a second, you get the M2 cam, which is shooting about 346, which is a two-track cam, and then you get the flight cam, which we've added to that bow, which will get you 360, mm. and it has that, with the flight cam, you get the uh, uh, perfect tuning system. Are you looking for arrows that hit the mark every time? Look no further than Nimrod Archery. With Nimrod Archery, you get precision craftsmanship. And look, man, these arrows are meticulously handcrafted by skilled archery experts. Experts. <laughs> Wish I could talk, y'all. Uh, ensuring top-notch quality and accuracy. With cutting-edge technology, they combine tried-and-true archery techniques with top-of-the-line materials, giving you arrows that fly more accurately and provide a stronger arrow than most competitors. With high quality proprietary carbon fiber with a zero to 90 lamination for consistent spine and weighted shaft paired with steel or titanium components, every order comes with steel field points and each arrow is spinal line and square. Lastly, each arrow is fletched from the same jig for exact fletching consistency. Unrivaled customization, man, look, at Nimrod Archery, they believe every archer is unique. 
That's why they offer a wide range of customization options, allowing you to create arrows that specifically suit your style and preferences. You'll also get custom wraps for business partners. And man, look, if you just like an arrow with a really cool looking wrap, they can do that for you too. Um, if you have any questions, they have expert advice. Their team of passionate archers is always ready to provide personalized guidance and recommendations, ensuring you find the perfect arrows for your skill level and setup. Join the Nimrod Archery family today and take your archery experience to the next level. going on guys real quick if you're like me and you know you like to do mock scrapes i have the perfect answer for you on what you should be using this coming season once you start making your mock scrapes and that is nose down scents nose down scents dude they make every type of scent you would need from cover scents to attractants to mock scrape scents even dough and estrus and that's not all they make man they have seasonings for you know the deer that you kill they've got apparel um, stickers, stuff like that, man, nose down covers all the bases. Uh, I personally am a huge fan of the, um, extreme tarsal. And I'll tell you what, dude, I used that last season and it was amazing. If you want to see some photos of bucks using it, checking out the scrape that I put that scent in, um, hit me up on all social medias and I will send them to you and you'll get to see exactly what nose down has been able to do for me. And I know that it'll do for you. Um, so, you know, if you go to their website, nosedownsense.com, and you see some scents that you want to try, they've got kits that you can use. They have some cover scent kits you can use. Or if you just want to get a singular scent to try out with some other stuff you've got, use our promo code SEBH15, and that'll save you 15% on everything on their website, not just scents, not just rubs. That's everything. Um, I believe in Nose Down Scents, and I think once you try it, you will too. Let's get back to the episode. Okay. So, so that's that's uh, I mean the bow the bow's just I mean it's a cool bow it shoots good it's dead quiet I mean it's a it's a hunter's dream with that axle with the speed yeah big forgiving bow too six inch brace height and it's cooking on speed I mean three hundred and sixty foot a second is is no yeah, that, no that, joke that is with that uh, the flight cam. Flight, flight cam so boost, cool. 352 foot a second with our hybrid cam system, the same cam system you got on that HP. That is so wild. It's cooking. Yeah. Dude, I, man, I've got to shoot some of these bows whenever I get the chance because yeah. I, I really like, you know, the designs on these bows too. So, like, we covered the bow. Um, the next one I want to talk about is the Maglite 360. So, can you give me some Before specs? Before you get into the Maglite 360, what's unique about the bone is, Dan, another one out there in an aluminum bow that you look at, unless it has a bunch of cutouts. I said, well, we'll make this one, make it unique and different, make it something that, you know, that not everybody has. Yeah. Yeah, that design, that, and that's the first thing I obviously, you know, notice because you see the bow and you're like, whoa, it's got some pretty big cutouts in it. I mean, what... What, did you guys, I'm assuming, did that for weight and also aesthetics? Well, well, not only weight, but, you know, it's still the riser's thick back there in the front and back to keep it, you know, we've already tested it, not only through solid, solid works, you know, to look for weaknesses in it, but we also tested it to make sure that it wouldn't flex and it will not flex. Awesome. I mean, that bow's pretty stout, and it's just, you know, because it's short. Mm -hmm. It's not a long axle axle bow, so we could get away with doing that. 
And it's so, it's um machined aluminum. It's not cast. Uh-huh. We're gonna make it out of maglite also. <laughs> it hadn't been, that hadn't been mentioned yet. Oh, that's so cool. So that's coming. It's coming out. Dude, I'm so excited for all of this. So the maglite yeah, yeah. 360. But but you know it's gonna be quite a bit more expensive. Well, so I'm gonna turn down the aluminum version by no means. Yeah, I mean aluminum's been working great for yeah. years. I don't see why anybody. Especially in that boat. But uh, then you were asking what about the Maglite 360. Yes, it's, sir. You know, it's a speedboat. It's got the flight cam. It's got mm-hmm. that world record setting cam system on it where Kevin set the world record with it. Um, you know, it's a lightweight boat. Super light. Super light. You know, it's a little less than three and a half pounds. Dead in the hand. Amazingly fast. Perfect tuning system on it. It's just a great shooting bow, 33 inches axle to axle. Yeah. It's a great shooting bow. And then, you know, you get into the Mag, Maglite NT. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got, you know, all the bells and whistles. It's got this straight riser. It's got a stutter pivot in there. Where, where that bow, I mean, it's just a super accurate bow, the way that riser is designed on that bow with those little short limbs on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, just a, it's a, if you look at all them cutouts, that's a, that's a cool looking cutout design. That's probably my favorite looking one, the way they look. It's just a, that thing nasty looking. It just looks good. <laughs> and it's fast. It's 348 foot a second. It's got a little different cam system on it. It's a six inch brace. <clears throat> so, and then, you know, we got the XR6 and XR7. Everybody liked the evolution from back in the day in the Phoenix, mm-hmm. that's basically what that bow is. It's just got a little more upgrades. You know, it's a little cooler looking riser. It's it's different. The cam's a little different on it. But, you know, we've had so many people, when, you know, if you, I still see today people still holding on to those evolutions and Phoenixes yeah. from back in 2014 and 15. So they said, why don't you come back out with something that's like that, but different? It, you know, just a different design of it, and that's what I did. So that's uh, basically what that is. That's awesome. See, so what I wrote, we brought it back out just because everybody's kept asking about it. Yeah. What I like from Obsession is like you guys, y'all listen to the consumers, and you also, you kind of do best of both worlds. You innovate, and you take a, a product like. You know, you were just saying the uh, like the Phoenix. Let's use yeah. that as, as an example. You take that and you make it better. Like you take something that people are still using from ten years ago, that is probably still on par with today's brand new bows, and you're adding stuff to it to make it, you know, basically upgraded. And it, it's, I really, I really respect that because you're covering, you know, the tried and true stuff, and you're also bringing out new things that that other companies just aren't doing. So it's, I don't know, man. I'm happy to be shooting an obsession. I really am. Like I, I have been pushing it since I got this bow for people to really check them out. And I, you know, I want to hear about. And if you can't talk about it, tell me. But I really want to hear about this vengeance because that name sounds awesome. Well, the vengeance <laughs> is the aluminum version of the magnesium version because you got some people that's just so i am not going to spend you know twelve thirteen hundred dollars on a pound or two yeah you know i'm one of those guys we made the aluminum version of it and that's basically it's mirror image of those other two bows i got you so what are the price points on these bows 
I, I don't. I think I saw something recently that someone was asking about that on Facebook. Um, I haven't gone on the website to look yet because I knew that I was going to be getting you on soon, and I'm happy I got you on sooner than later. Um, but what what can the listeners and the consumers expect price well, point wise? You got a mount price on the Maglite 360, which is the bow that's basically a little <laughs> under three and a half pounds, super light, just all the bells and the whistles. $1,249. The Maglite NT is $1,299. Okay. And then if you go over to the uh, Vengeance, uh, the aluminum version of it, uh, MAP is $949 on the really fast bow, the Vengeance 360. Mm-hmm. I mean, MAP. I mean, that's a, under $1,000. And then you got the one that's got all those crazy cool cutouts. Well, it's $1,049. Then the bone. If you look at the, you know, if you look at the bone, that bow right there is uh, $799. Uh, I mean, that's just uh, the mount price on that's really, I mean, that's really good. That's a steal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Man, That those prices aren't bad. Comparing that to like other other bow companies, because one of the things that I've I've always, you know, had an argument with. Actually, actually, the bone I told you wrong on is eight ninety nine. Okay, that's still not bad. But like the thing that you guys do is y'all make a good, you know, a good shooting product, and you're not breaking everybody's bank. Because I see bows that come out every year and they're like, you know, fifteen hundred bucks and more, and I'm like, dude, uh, who? I, I look, I don't think that I'll ever spend that much money on a new bow personally especially when I've got this HB33 you can spend five six hundred bucks on and get a, a bow that shoots faster than 90% of the stuff on the market you know what I mean and right. for a guy like me that you know likes to ball on a budget and then I see these other bows you guys are coming out with and they're not that pricey I mean even the most expensive one is still lower price than like say you know one of the new I'm just going to name drop like one of the new Hoyt's well, it's a great company, but like the prices and stuff, it's just, it's astronomical and it's ridiculous. And to me, I don't really see anything that's as innovative with some of these new bows, not saying, you know, point or anything, but just some of these new bow company or new bows that these companies are coming out with to me, just, you know, the regular guy, it looks like the same thing, but with maybe a couple bells and whistles added to it. And yet they want 1600 bucks for it. You know All what right. I mean? And it's like, what am I getting for that price? Because if I was going to go get a new bow, like if, if my choices were obsession or something else that I was just talking about, like a bow that, you know, to me looks the same as last year's model, but has like, I don't know, let's let's use an example, a uh, like a level inside the riser, okay? And maybe a couple different cutouts or whatever. But the other bow is 1600 bucks. But then you got these new mag lights that came out and they're like, what would you say the hot, most expensive one was like twelve something? What man? the the new Maglite? Um, the most expensive one's like twelve hundred something, isn't it? Right. Well, yeah. Man, you got the um, mount mount price um, on that um, Maglite is twelve forty nine for the three sixty and twelve ninety nine for the MT. Yeah. See, I would go with that all day long, and you're gonna get right. something, in my opinion, that's much better. <laughs> so, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. man, it, it sounds like obsession 
and, and I've always felt this way since you know you and I first talked uh, last year that you guys actually care about the customer and understand that not everybody is made of money. You know what I mean? Like y'all try to cover um, all bases rather than just put out some flashy new thing and expect everyone to spend you know thousands of dollars on it. So, man, that's that's awesome. I mean, is there um, so what what's the I guess, what's the schedule look like for Obsession? Are y'all going to be at a bunch of uh, shows this year? or? Well, I mean, we normally don't do retail shows, you okay. know, except maybe to go set up a show because we don't want to compete against our dealer. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll be at a few of the retail shows to set up but not sell. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we went to the NWTF because, you know, I, 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 was, I thought about it when I left there. There was, last year there was 67,300 people that walk through that show, that's a bunch. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of people. This year, I wouldn't be shocked to say there was close to 100,000, at least it seemed mm. like it. But what I'm going to say, you know, they keep wondering what's going on with the turkey population. <laughs> I got to see it first, I got to see it first hand. And we got, everybody's hunting turkeys, it looks like. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I've never seen so many new turkey hunters in all my life and people that, Turkey hunting's turned into something cool to do. Everybody's hunting turkeys. Yeah. And so, I mean, I know coyotes are getting some, but I I think there's a lot of lot of lot of people, a lot of hunters out in the woods after those turkeys too. Yeah, man. uh, But you know, that's just maybe I'm just I said that being uh, jokingly (laughs) about it. But when I seen all the people walk through their show, I said. Well, there's what's going on with the turkeys. I can answer that question. <laughs> Look at all these people in here. Yeah. If they're all hunting turkeys, we got a problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that... Um... Uh, uh, it was a great show. That was a great consumer show that we went to. There's a lot of great shows out there. But, you know, we can't... You know, we got to focus on... Really stay focused on being at the plant, putting bows together, yep. manufacturing, and getting a quality product out to the consumer. And... Uh, you know, it's just not wise to spend money right now. Yeah. Uh, somewhere else, when we just looking at the books of what amount of bows are on already on order since the bone hit the market, then the NT and the uh, Maglite three hundred and sixty that all went crazy. So I mean, we it, it reminds me of back when we were uh, winning best bow awards. I mean, the phones ringing is people placing orders, yeah, I mean, all day long. Hey, that's what so you that's want. A great, that's a great <laughs> problem to have. Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. So, um, are you, like, say that someone calls up the shop right now and is like, hey, I want to order uh, the Maglite NT. What's well, they the... got to get it through the dealer. Okay. Is there a specific wait time? direct from Obsession. Oh. Really? No, no, no I mean... We do some things with some staff people that, that you know, for pretty much we, you know, a lot of times we'll check with our local dealers if we got a dealer in their area. Mm, okay. But they they can't just call up and order a bug. We direct them to a dealer. Okay. So say a guy goes to a dealer and says, yeah. I, want, I want the Maglite NT. What would, and this is purely for anybody listening that wants to go get one, what is the wait time on one? Well, on the bone, we'll be shipping them over the next two or three weeks. The Maglite 360 and the Maglite NT, you know, we're looking probably six, eight weeks on those. Okay. Just being honest. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's still not a bad. I mean, you guys just dropped these bows, what yeah, we five days ago? Yeah. So I mean, that's... We, when when we hired the wildly talented Karen Strutherback, we we immediately put our heads together and Kevin come out with some had some cool stuff that he wanted to bring to the market, and he went back home to where he felt comfortable at, and you know he liked working with me, and. Uh, we had a good relationship when he worked with us before, and he mm-hmm. stayed with us probably longer than anybody he's ever worked for, or with, I'll say not for, but with. Yeah. And we just worked great together, so he, he, came, he came back home. Yeah, I know that there was a lot of excitement when word got out that Kevin was coming back, because like I told you earlier, you know, when I went to my bow shop that um, Mark works at, uh, he wasn't there when I heard this, but I was talking to my buddy Big John that works up there with him. Yeah. And uh, you may even know Big John, but yeah, um, I know Big John. okay. So Big John was telling me about all this, and dude, you should have seen the excitement in everybody's eyes when we started talking about this. Because he he kind of pulled me aside a little bit, and he was like, "Hey, man, um, look, this is what's going on. I think I don't know, but you know, Dennis said the rumors are true, and I'm and this is kind of what I'm thinking." And some of the boys that were working up there were with us, and dude, everybody was just super stoked, like. I don't, I don't know if you understand the excitement people are getting out of this because, you know, your name holds a lot of water in, or holds a lot of weight in the industry. I know Kevin's does too, and the fact you two are working together, like, I'm, I, I really cannot wait to see these bows. I, I know I keep saying that, but I really can't. Like, oh, they're going to be, those are the cat's meow in the archery industry. I mean, I mean we got the perfect, perfect tuning system that's on there. Everybody hates him in a bow or fooling with yoke cables and all that stuff, so we got that. <laughs> yeah, Mark then, is not happy you know, when I had him do that. lightweight bow, and they're fast. So, speaking, fast. <clears throat> speaking of the speed and all of that, one thing that a buddy of mine wanted me to ask you was, with how much speed these bows are putting out in this new flight cam, did you have to change anything on the limbs to where the limbs don't split? No, no. Really? You know, we, we redesigned the pivot in there. You know, the, you know, just we made just some minor changes with limb pockets and things, but no, they just limbs. You know, the, today's limbs. The reason limbs break are really bad pivot designs a lot of times, mm-hmm. or somebody making limbs that don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because there's the material that most people buy are generally from the same from the same company <laughs> yeah. that makes the uh, carbon composite with glass limbs that everybody uses mm-hmm. and they're cut out of a billet and it's just really the way the deflections are made, the way they're cut the way they're designed and the angles from the limb pockets and, and where the cams roll over where they flex at so that's that's where that's where the difference is where they break or don't break I got you. So I've seen somebody break because of bad uh, limb pocket designs or limb pivot designs. You know, just people not knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why I'm happy I'm shooting an obsession because I don't yeah, have to worry so, about some, it. Some will. <laughs> I mean, you you gonna have a certain amount of limbs with any bow cut be mess up. That's just yeah. part of it. It's you know. I mean, sometimes things fail. It's just yeah. that's literally how it goes. So, you guys are still based in Georgia, right? Yep. Okay. What? Out of Jeffersonville, Georgia. Jeffersonville. And that's north, isn't it? 
No, that's below Macon, Georgia, about 37 oh, miles. Really? Okay. Because the, yeah. re <clears throat> the reason I ask is I live only an hour from Macon, and sometimes I'm doing some work down there. Um, if I'm in the area... <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can just call me ahead of time. I'll make sure they know you're coming. That way you... We're in the process to... With, you know, we own a big machine shop. We're in the process of moving everything into that location because it's a, you know, a really nice facility. And we have two locations down there. One's an assembly plant. Mm -hmm. We camouflage. Then we have a machine shop. The nice offices and everything over there with a lot of space that wasn't being used. So we're going to move assembly over there also gotcha yeah because i'd really like to come in and see the shop and check out the yeah. new bows and yeah we got several cnc machines awesome, access some vertical machines ours we've got all the state art equipment that we've had for years That's we, so some cool. of it's newer that we just bought yeah some of we you know had back from me and Andrew on the company that we bought awesome man it sounds like there's a lot of big stuff coming from y'all and i i am very very happy to to first off know you guys first and then be able to sort of see what's going on um i guess before we wrap this up man i don't want to hold you too long yep we covered all the obsession stuff uh what's been going on with scrape juice and how was your deer season because i know you were uh, hunting a scrape lot juice was up about 40 percent in business this year which was really awesome mm -hmm. uh you know it's a really great product i mean you know it's natural but you know it's tinctured with true gland secretions and I can, you know, honestly say, you know, that, you know, I use the product myself, and, you know, you can look on my Facebook page, and you can see where I go up and squirt it on the limb to make set trails with it. I got videos of folks following it, but I got big 150, you know, 150 inch deer or so, 40, 140s, 30s, 50 inch deer coming up to the scrapes. I sprayed in the mock scrapes as well as existing scrapes. And, you know, it don't spook deer. It holds deer in the area. I mean, they're going to come in and investigate it because mm -hmm. they think another buck's been in their territory. As long as they don't smell you and you do the right things and you go in there, yeah, that, that deer that deer lures the real deal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we come out with several new items this past season. We come out with a tarsal and some different cover sets. That bow hunter's fatal obsession and bow hunter's setup. I put that against anything out there. There's some guys in the industry that are that they can't advertise they use it, but they're big names in the industry. Yeah, and we don't pay them to use it. And I've had them call up and order it that that are serious hunters that are well known in the industry. So man, I use it. Can't advertise it. Can't show you know because of you know who they work with and you know it's just we don't pay them. Yeah, but they use it. Well, I know a guy, and and, and they'll and we got a lot of people in the industry that recommend it. That actually are with other companies that have other set products that they're sponsored by. Yeah, I do know a guy that's a mutual friend of ours, actually, who works with you, uh, Mister J Maxwell. Um, yeah, J Maxwell, he dude. That dude, he man. has for years. Yeah, I was so happy when I saw that you guys uh, partnered up and he was pushing it. I was like, man, that. Yeah. You know, it's it's good to he see. He called me and said, hey, Mr. Dennis, I need to get some of that scrape juice. I'm willing to buy it. Yeah. I said, with Jay, I said, you got a pretty good following on social media. I don't mind giving you some, you know? Yeah. But, you know, he called up to buy the stuff in Orange. Well, what's funny is he, man, there's a there's a gas station by my house that has a little bow shop in it. And hey, if my phone cuts off, 
for some reason, there's something in my phone that after it hits one hour, yeah, it automatically it's like a lawyer call. It it either shuts off or charges. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Oh, you're good, uh, man. I don't know. I'll be talking on a conference call with the people. We'll be on a real lengthy conference call. Then all of a sudden, clink, and I'm like. It does it every time after one hour. <laughs> You're good. Just let me know when it's saying we're we're getting pretty close. So I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to hit one hour. So if you, if you don't hear anybody, that's going to thing shut off. Hey, it's all good, man. I can always pause it and call you back. But yeah, I won't. Hold, like I said, I won't hold you for too long. But I do know. I got to tell you this. Um, I do know that there is a gas station by my house <clears throat> that I will pick up feed and all that stuff from, and they've got this little bow shop that. The only sense I ever see in there is scrape juice and tinks. And your Wait, scrape juice, um, Monticello, Georgia. Oh, yeah. Larry's. Larry's, yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. He sells an absolute ton of it. I know. And I, I go in there a lot. And, like, I remember through deer season walking up there. Because, they, you know, they have a he's whole. Always, he's always reordering. Oh, yeah. He needs to because it's always gone. You go one so day. It's and a circle. Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised. And I will, I mean, we got dealers that are do, you know, I mean, thousands of dollars worth of it. I mean, they steadily order. They'll come up, call up every week. I need 100 more bottles. I need 100, and, you know, I don't yeah. some call. I need 250 more. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> I mean, they'd like it. I mean, it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to, man. It, it's, it's literally gone every single time I go up there. Yeah. Well, that's great. Keep spreading the word. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Well, look, Dennis, um, I'm sure there was a lot more we, we could have talked about. I did want to hear about your deer season because every time I would text you, you'd be like, oh, I'm in the I woods or this and that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I let so many deer go this year. It was crazy just because I'm, I'm looking for that. That you know, one. 170 inch deer in Kentucky. And they're here, but the land I bought, you know, I'm having to rebuild the deer in the area from where they were. Mm, I got you. you. Know, it's not a big deal, but, you know. I bought it, and I just, you know, it ain't like everybody thinks well, you know, well, they're there, you're going to kill them, it don't matter. You know, certain pieces of property in certain counties just got bigger deer. Yeah. Or been hunted hard, and you just got to, I let some really good ones go, but I enjoyed watching them work the scrape juice. Yep. You know it's working when that happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sitting there watching them all up on the stand, you know, smelling it and pulling the scrapes, and, you know, bucks fighting, and I see them react to it in a positive way. I say, yep. Doing what it's supposed to do. You should have taken a video of that and put it up as like a scrape juice ad. Oh, well, I've done it. I've done it, but I've posted pictures all the time this past year. Deer right up under the stand, or hit, and I posted video balls in the tree mm-hmm. of deer pulling out the scrapes. I put it in, so I did a lot of that this year and the year before. I mean, you know, where I could, if I'd looked at deer, so uh, even some of them I probably would have shot. I still videoed them. Yeah, with my phone, so. Well, before I let you go, I have one more question for you, and this is really just a personal question, but didn't you tell me one time that you had a guy who sprayed, I believe it was the Fatal Obsession, on his boots and had a deer follow him all the way to his tree? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people said that. They just literally follow you to the tree. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I actually had a dentist call me one time, and he... He, he said that buck, he, you know, it actually scared him because he, he had sprayed some of our deer lure on him. He said that deer just walked right up to him in the dark. He shot light on him. It was a 
real big buck, and it scared him more than anything because he, he was like right on him. Yeah, that's so funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> they do some crazy things when they wreck. You ain't kidding, man. Well, look, I really appreciate huh? this, Dennis. Um, I want to, if you don't mind, once these other bows and stuff start dropping, I would want to get you back on to cover the specs yeah, a yeah, little bit in more detail. Great. Awesome, Just remind everybody, change or get left behind. The obsession's moving forward again. Hey, Amen, brother. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome, and, buddy. You know, no matter what brand they shoot, we're friends with everybody. We got, I got, I got some friends that shoot other brands, but we still friends. Yeah. Hey, that's how it <laughs> should be, man. Of them that shoot other brands, but yeah, I got a lot of people on Facebook. You know, they shoot the other brand, and everybody's got their certain brands they like, their loyalty. But I think they shoot obsession. Some of them will have a change of heart. So that bow does really shoot. Yeah, like me, good. like me. I'm not. Ch- I'm yeah. not changing anything. Yeah. I won't. I won't switch over. I won't. Uh-huh. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. All right, thank you, now. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to this episode of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. If you don't mind, go on Apple. Go on Spotify, wherever you listen to this, and give us a five-star review. It really helps out. And, you know, I just want to give all the glory and all the thanks to God. Without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. We wouldn't be able to do anything without him. So just needed to throw that out there. Thank you again for listening, and don't forget to give us a review.